Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday. It is session three of our uh, five languages of appreciation in the workplace. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, and I'm excited to be able to lead this call. And and, uh, hopefully this is a facilitated discussion around what's working well, what needs improvement, right? What's something that you have learned over the last couple of weeks based upon this book that is working well? What are some areas of improvement that you've noticed? What is it that you're teaching others, right? That's a big part. Action is the key. Act. What am I going to apply? What am I going to change? What am I going to teach other people? So I would love to um, kick off with that. If anybody would love to share anything that they've uh, learned over these last couple of weeks or this book has taught them or something that they've implemented, that has made a difference in, in your employees' lives or your life over the last couple of weeks. So I'll open the floor if anybody wants to kick us off this week. My son said he wants to kick it off. Come on, buddy. Come here. Yeah, well, you don't know what uh, we're talking about here. So that's part of the challenge here. Come on in. I don't know. Do I need a stool? You're going to have to get taller. All right. This is Matthew, everybody. Say hi. Hi. So we're talking about appreciation. So mm-hmm. what's one way that you feel appreciated? What do you think your love language is? Do you think it's uh, quality time or words of affirmation or gifts, acts of service? What do you like? Mm, acts of service. Yeah, you like when other people do something for you? I mean, no, I like the army and stuff. Like oh, okay. Well that's, well, that's service. That's true. So acts of service would be if someone does something for you to help you oh, out. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that. Or I like elephants. You like elephants, too. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's that's Matthew, everybody. He's uh, <laughs> He likes to participate. He's right there. That's right. Cool. All right. That's his gift. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> so you know, one thing, you know, being a part of the John Maxwell uh, team and they're, you know, going through some rebranding and, and I'm uh, participating in the conference right now. We just finished day two. But I mean, one of the, the great things that I noticed, they were handing out gifts, right? That if you were in the room in Orlando, um, there's always great. It's always great because you know you're going to walk home with something, right? A physical gift. So some of you maybe saw the picture of my mentorship kind of, um, it's a cylinder, right? Um, and then I've got all my little mastermind coins, right? These are little, little, little gifts, little tokens of appreciation, little memoirs. And it was interesting as I was, you know, thinking about uh, this chapter that we're going to talk about uh, first, you know, tonight about the um, uh, uh, tangible gifts, right? That's, the, that's where we left off, love language, or language forward. 
it's like <clears throat> today they offered um if you were in the room you got this book and i'm participating virtually and all of a sudden i see the chat line in the in the you know virtual how do we get one are you going to mail it to us boom 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 right because nobody likes to be left out everybody wants something right everybody there's it's a it's like a fairness exercise of whether or not everybody got you know the same thing you know how come i didn't get it it wasn't fair but what the authors of this book really talk about is how challenging gifts can be if you're going to try to speak to someone in that language right because you got to know and understand what it is that your people crave. And I think for one thing, that's, that's just a true indicator. Being a part of the John Maxwell team experience, they'll say it out loud. Mentorship has its privileges. You know, we wear these, you know, special lanyards. We get to go to certain events that not everybody gets to. We sometimes get handed gifts that other people don't. And they'll say it, right? It pays to be part of mentorship. Now that's a that's a you know business, right? It's a conversation about trying to bring you know people in and and but you know when it comes to our school, when it comes to our school, it's challenging to get the right gifts to the right person. Like our this you know company that I you know am a part of, you know I don't have any ownership in it, and I'm not an employee of theirs or any way, but. I'm you know, part of the volunteer group and I've been a member for eight years. They know their people. They know and understand their tribe, but their tribe loves, you know, swag, right? They love to represent. They love to be, you know, part of it. But so, you know, what, I mean, the data in this chapter is unbelievable in the amount of money spent a billion dollars worth of rewards given to employees annually but that doesn't make people feel truly valued right and that's the same from the john maxwell team experience just because i have these mastermind coins and maybe a shirt or a logo it doesn't make me feel valued what makes me feel valued is that people value me that you know people are looking out for you know uh, my personal growth and my opportunity to grow my business, right? Or to grow to people around me or their church or whatever that they might be, you know, part of the John Maxwell team for. And I thought about it from a principles, you know, perspective, right? Or organization leaders, you know, a perspective. What are these tangible gifts that we're trying to actually give? Like, what is our goal around them? What is it that we actually want, you know, people to feel because we provided them a gift. So I would love to, I would love to just hear your thoughts around this, you know, chapter, right? Food is very common as a gift. Uh, you, know, you know, bagels, desserts, luncheons. Who'd like they anybody want to share? Ginny, I see you smiling. Sure, I'll share. Um... I, we had put out a staff survey earlier in the year just about what people like, right? Like what's your salty, sweet, um, hot drink, cold drink that's school appropriate. Um, all of those kinds of, you know, favorite sports team, what kind of literature do you like? And had put out a staff survey um, earlier in the year where all staff could answer on a Google form. And then we use that as a point of reference if we 
want to initiate an act of kindness for someone, but we don't know specifically what that person would want, right? So I know who wants a chai tea and I can, if I want, if I want to do something where I can reach out to them and connect with them in a way that's meaningful to them, that they're the chai tea person. Um, I am not the chocolate person. I am the spicy Mexican candy person. And so therefore there will be, you know, sometimes there'll just be something left on my desk um, for that. Um, I found that I, I'm not a stuff person, right? Like I, the, the gifts is not my appreciation language at all, but I can certainly, I, you know, the other day for my birthday, teachers dropped off gifts to me. A lot of them were definitely things that were on that list and on that form that I had filled out. They took the time to know that I wanted a black coffee and that I liked spicy Mexican candy and that I liked historical nonfiction and all of those things found their way to my desk. And um, I appreciated the effort and the connection um, in, in a, giving a gift that, that they knew was meaningful to me. Um, and so I think that's um, something that stood out to me in this chapter, but then also in what we're currently doing as a staff to provide that appreciation to people who do appreciate tangible gifts. I love that action step. So you did basically like an interest inventory to have an understanding of the people who work there, what they like, so then you could get them a gift in their language. Yes? Well, it was only under tangible gifts and mostly food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't do the inventory of the different types of languages of appreciation, right. but yeah. it yeah. was, you know, what kind of, what kind of stuff do you like? No, <laughs> so I we could that. align that more to just speak to what that person cares about. Yeah. And that's what, that's one of the notes I wrote myself is get a gift the person values, right? But if I don't take the time to understand what somebody values, I'm not going to get them the right gift. If I'm just buying everybody the same thing, I got about a six to ten percent chance of getting it right, and that's not the that's not the, the the odds that I want. You know, when I'm trying to to build employee engagement and appreciation. So awesome, great share, Jenny, um, Courtney, or Miranda, Nadine. Anybody else want to want to add in there? So um, for us, it's been quite a challenge. Uh, we've been going through a lot at our school um, within the past few weeks. But um, like you were saying, a lot of it is food-based. And so I know like um, we were having like benchmark testing and stuff go on and we've been in and out. And so I just got breakfast for everybody. And I knew we had a bunch of, a bunch of us are, you know, um, like the healthy eaters. So I had to make sure, like, I made sure to get, like, extra fruit parfaits and extra um, fruit cups and things like that to go along with that. Um, and, uh, or they don't eat meat. So that also helped out as well, um, making sure that I have that. But I know, um, I, to be completely honest, I, I'm not sure staff-wise if I've exactly shown appreciation um, a lot over the past couple of weeks, but other um, staff members have um, offered to do things to help make my load easier. And so I have made it very um, vocal to them that I have appreciated them, you know, being willing to take that extra step to be able to help alleviate some of the things that I had on my task list. And um, that's been 
uh, for me, that's been going a really long way um because i i know that some of my staff want it they know that there's a lot on my plate and they want to know how to help and so when they kind of just are like hey well if I, I do this will this ease your process and i can give them quick feedback yes that will actually help me out a ton if you're able to do that or i can give them a little bit well if you do it if you can do this that would really help me and so um learning to just kind of speak each other's languages um, my staff, their language is food, <laughs> their language is food, and, um, you know, being able to you know, earn, like, time off or something like that, that's their language, but for me, um, one of the adaptations that I've had to do with being able to read this book is really kind of understand how I take it, and what I've seen lately is um, staff that takes the initiative um, and offers to see how they can help make the load easier. I've um, given them that feedback that that's, that's really helpful to me. Yeah. Awesome. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you kind of lumped in a lot of pieces there, acts of service and a bunch of other stuff. But it's, you know, you know remember, and this is not just for you, Courtney, it's everybody who's, you know, listening in. And um, we all have to start somewhere, right? And so the one thing we have to remember as leaders, right, is that we're not supposed to know it all. And if we act like we know it all, then we're all, we've already lost. Because <laughs> it's, what, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that actually matters. So the more that you raise your awareness, the more opportunities you have, you know, to learn. Like, you know, a lot of this is new. And I think a lot of the things that we just do in education and in schools are just culturally driven because it's just routine and this is what we've always done and you know you know bagels or jeans day or you know whatever it may be <clears throat> you know it feels good for a little bit there may be you know climate changers but in our world over the last couple of years with you know uh, covid uh yeah, we're in a whole different level of of you know challenges and employee engagement and and, you know things of that nature so it is important to you know start to raise your awareness yeah now you're fine jenny we love that you're here um time off was another one right or you know freedom and schedule you know there's ways you can be you know creative around those gifts um but i also wrote myself here a note <laughs> <laughs> don't confuse gifts and marketing namesakes, right? So we love, you know, you know, we love doing that because, you know, people are our, you know, brand, right? So we have to be, you know, conscious and saying, oh, but we just gave them cups, right? Well, that's not really a gift, right? That was, that was a, uh, you know, a marketing ploy along with a, a, a remember where you work. And listen, I've got lots of them. My son just brought me and my, my cup from, uh, Anderson Creek Academy and my wife loves it because it's a Yeti cup and you can actually take the top off and clean it because I had a bunch of them that they get all moldy up top right so she gets she gets excited because it it meets her gift right or her her like appreciation of being able to keep it clean me I'm just excited to have a cup you know to to uh you know be able to drink out of and they and they put my name on the back with a heart so it was really nice so um yeah but there's lots of things that we do out there logo wear um you know, rings, uh, you know, or sometimes last year's calendars, right? It's like whatever's kind of left over. Uh, there's lots of schools that you like walk into, uh, you know, the school I'm in charge of now. I walked in, I opened up a, a cabinet, and there was all sorts of, you know, notebooks and things like that with the school's name on it that people didn't know were there. 
So, you know, we have to be conscious there's a difference, you know, between marketing and actual physical gifts. And I love, you know, you know, just the, the value that everybody has already brought into this call about here's how our school is looking at, at the gifts piece and here's how we're trying to be a little bit more unique and, um, you know, and how we appreciate our people. There was another idea here about, you know, gift cards too, right? So, you know, you know, giving somebody just, um, you know, an opportunity or, you know, tickets to sporting events and gift cards to restaurants. And I remember our first year, you know, as a business owner, we were doing things like, you know, sporting events and we would invite like a lot of people. But again, that may have been my love, right? But maybe not all the customer appreciation. So we just have to constantly be, you know, be constant, uh, um, you know, um, conscious of, of, of when we're doing those pieces. So on page 102, making it personal, it's what, what gifts, question three, have you received from coworkers or your supervisors in the past year that really hit the mark for you? Or what gifts have you seen or experienced that missed you know, the target, right? So going back every year as part of your leadership calendar and team conversations is that, is maybe going back through, hey, what are all the things we did this year for employee appreciation? How do we know which ones hit the mark? How do we know which ones you know, didn't? Because the last thing you would want to do is continue to repeat um, those you know, challenges on, you know, on an annual basis, but you definitely want to get, um, you want to make sure that you're you know, driving the right paces. So. I, I really appreciate this book because we plot out for our school what we do monthly. So we have some sort of way to honor staff monthly. And I, you know, that's my personal calendar that I have laid out. But I, it's this has really prompted me to ensure that there's balance in what I'm doing um, and how I'm providing that. So, um, some of it may be food and stuff, right? It might be something in the lounge, you know, at the big, you know, once a month. Um, other things may be giving out school supplies, like fun things that people, you know, like like flare pens and colorful expo markers or whatever makes our elementary hearts happy. But, you know, in the, in, I, I really am striving to have more balance in what that looks like and how that's aligned to the languages of appreciation. Not sure how touch works, but you know, we can, the, with the other four, I feel like we've, we've, I can work to create that balance. Um, in November, we, I went in and I taught a class um, and took the class for a half hour and the teachers went and got coffee and took a break. And while I was in the classroom, um, we created a poster of all the reasons why we were thankful for their teacher and we hung it on their door and the kids drew portraits of their teacher. So when they came back, they had the gift of time and they had the words. For February, I had students from every class pulled and we made a huge poster about why we love our teachers and they made sure every staff member was named for something that they did. But I, I, I'm, I'm at a point now where I want to take the time to lay out the whole calendar for next year, hold the gems that people loved, but then also in addition to holding the gems and getting rid of and kind of displacing the things that didn't go over so well, trying to ensure that I balance it more with all the different currency yeah. that matters to, to staff. And so that's kind of where this book is challenging my thinking and where I'm hoping to go with it. I love it. 
what a great opportunity you have to teach others. Because if you start um, creating that calendar and taking things off, there's some sacred cows on there that you're probably going to have to have some tough conversations with people say, well, we're not really going to do that anymore. Or I don't know that that's, you know, giving us the best return on investment. So I think that's a big part. And you could teach them, say, hey, well, do you, do you know about the languages of appreciation? And, and here's what we want. And you mentioned physical touch. And yeah, we could just spend a minute or two on it. You know, they were saying in the workplace, this is probably the one you want to be the most cautious of. And it's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> on day one of the, the John Maxwell team conferences, they will actually uh, teach you how to hug appropriately. And so they actually do like a little skit, you know, because in the, the, the John Maxwell team, it's a family. I mean, there's 40 some thousand members of us now, but now it's a, it's a, it's a heart to heart hug, right? But they got these, you know, two guys up there and they'll actually show the, the, the non examples of hugging, right? There's the one who like lingers and stays too long. There's the one who's really strong and tries to like, you know, physically pull something or the one that's awkward. So I just love, like, I just wrote that as a no, it's like, Hey, here's a, here's a way that we show affection and appreciation heart to heart. It's a one, two, three, let go. Right. <laughs> now in the workplace, it might be different. The John Maxwell team's not a workplace. It's a, it's a community of, of uh, global leaders, but there's, you know, there's always, you know, uh, spontaneous, you know, celebrations, there's high fives, there's ways there's, you know, fist bumps, right. Um, you've got those, uh, there's lots of videos with those teachers greeting kids at the door, right? And you've got all the hand signals. I mean, there are, you know, certainly ways, you know, to be able to bring that in there, but definitely not in the five love languages, you know, book when it came to physical touch is a little bit different, right? You don't want to be, you know, uh, because I have made that mistake many times as a principal, you know, put my hand on the shoulder of a student, right? Or, you know, guided someone along. And then all of a sudden I get the email from the parent, you know, that night, hey, you put your hands on my kid. You're like, yeah, you know what? I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. It was just out of habit. You know, I'm a baseball coach and you're right. You know, and I've had to change my ways, right? Um, you know, you know, uh, to do that. And also, you know, we had a, a, I remember one of the first new teachers I had to let go. They were a kindergarten teacher promoted to a middle school teacher. And we didn't orient her well and she physically put her hands on a kid to help them sit down. I was like, and maybe in kindergarten, not in middle school, right? So, you know, again, we have to be very, very conscious of how we're orienting people and, and helping people understand physical touch. Um, you know, it's a, but, you know, it's good to show empathy and have an understanding, you know, for sure. Uh, and also remember that body language is 55% of communication as well. Uh, you know, di you know, different cultures have, you know, different understanding around, you know, physical touch too. There's so much that you need to, to uh, be able to understand. So I didn't know if anybody had any certain aspects of the physical touch, you know, chapter that were an aha moment or something that they want to make sure that we share and, you know, talk about, but I'll open the floor. Um, I've found out like with my students, they are, with my students, they are more, they really want like those high fives, those great pats on the back. Like if I see that they're upset, they have those hugs. And then I've seen that with some of the staff that I have really close friendships with as well, um, that hugs really do go a very long way. Um, or simply just sitting and listening um, and things like that. Um, I think I completely 100% agree and understand where, you, where the thought process of coming, is coming from to make sure. So like 
my middle school students I've had are my high school students I've had for years like I've been able to kind of just go with them my middle school when I first got them you, you have to have those conversations hey are you cool with this hey are you okay with this you know and making sure to just kind of pause and and get their response and their feedback I also think that just goes back with relationships and stuff but um I think it's I think even though it's something that is a very thin line when it is properly done it's super effective like it's kind of in that sense of just like understanding like oh yeah this person they're here for like at this moment they're like here for me like I can kind of just relax for a second and so I think that that's a really powerful thing to remember about it as well yeah her name is escaping me too and um uh, but she did uh, I'll have to think of it it'll probably come to me she did a, a a lesson or a podcast about the high five and the power of the high five but her high five was actually into a mirror to herself right and she said you know think about it it's impossible to give a high five or receive a high five without feeling something right like a positive force and a pot of uh, positive energy so she was, um, you know, she was, you know, talking about how she was having a bad day and a bad month or a bad year almost, I think, and how she just didn't feel good. And she just looked in the mirror and popped her hand up. And all of a sudden she felt this, you know, a surge, right? That, you know, almost like an affirmation and I am. Uh, so, yeah, so there's, you know, definite ways, but I love that, you know, Courtney about, asking asking people and that's you know some of the questions right these are really really powerful questions you could ask your staff like which types of physical touch in the workplace do you uh, consider affirming which makes you uncomfortable you know uh you know what are the boundaries which um you know what did you give each other so again these 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 you know questions in these book are really powerful everybody and i think i think you know if anything i've learned from doing masterminds and you know book studies over the last six or seven years the most important part of the book study is application and the best way to do application is to take the questions that the author has taken the time to write and actually answering them answering them out loud answering them with you know small group or large group and then pulling out the important information and applying it in in your life or your team uh, so there's you know in every chapter there's four or five making it personal questions here that are really great that you could bring together so let's roll let's roll to the next you know chapter let's let's start you know looking at this i'm on page 118 of my book um it says the appreciation of work model is based upon the core principles found in the five love languages right and these are the the four statements that there are different ways to communicate appreciation and encouragement you know to others first understanding we have to understand that right it's the it's the it's the lens principle we have to understand that everybody's different we have to lead them differently and we have to value them um, you know, at a high level. Two is an individual will value a certain language more than another. The most effective co- communication of appreciation and encouragement occurs when a message is sent in the language of the appreciation most valued by the receiver. And four, messages of appreciation and encouragement in languages not valued by the recipient will tend to miss the mark, right? will tend to miss the mark. So if you look at those five, right, you got 
words of affirmation, you've got quality time, you've got acts of service, you've got um, tangible gifts and, you know, uh, physical touch. So they're kind of recommending stay away from the physical touch, right? Make sure you're really, really careful around that. But you take those other four and just like I heard, um, you know, uh, Jenny and Courtney share, you bring those four into every appreciation opportunity that you can. And you're going to have a, a much, you know, more successful employee appreciation experience rather than, you know, the same thing over and over again. And it really takes time and effort and thought, but just think of what you're losing when you don't, right? The book said over a billion dollars a year is wasted in employee rewards that, that don't go, you know, that you're only like the appreciation level of that. It's a very small, you know, percentage. It's less than 10%. Uh, percent. So those four, four keys are really important. And I like this chapter uh, because it starts to really give you some tangible steps here, right? So like, how do you discover other people's language, right? Is a, is a really, really important piece. So, you know, three ways is to one, observe what they ask of others, right? So, hey, can you pick me up? right? That's a tangible gift, right? Or an acts of service. Uh, can you come with me? That's, you know, quality time. And my son is still in here and sitting in the room. So I'm going to say his language might be quality time because he just asked, hey, dad, are you available? Right? He just wants to spend time, you know, you know with me. Um, uh, does this look right? That's words of affirmation. Can you help me? That's acts of service, right? So, so just, just by observing people, and listening and being present, can you start to understand what other people appreciate? And if you think about, you know, like, I don't know, it, it, if you buy a gift for somebody or you do something for, you know, uh, someone and, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking like a movie or like a TV show, they'll say, oh my gosh, they were actually listening or I can't believe that they remembered, right? I mean, it's that like little piece that all of a sudden there's this massive engagement. Now, the second way to determine their appreciation is to listen to their complaints, right? Listen to their complaints. And so if they say, no one ever appreciates me, words of affirmation, right? No one has time for them, right? I never see you. You never come by. That's quality time. Uh, or whatever, you know, remembers birthdays, right? Or, or uh, remembers important dates, that's gifts. Or no one helps, right? That'd be acts of service. So just a way, like listening to their complaint is also going to help you better understand their appreciation. And then explore how they are encouraged, right? By observing what picks them up, you'll have another indicator of, of what their language, you know, may be, right? What are the certain things that they get excited over? And, and, and the more that you see that, you know, you know, the better they'll be. I remember when I was my first time as a principal canceling staff meetings, right? Because everybody's so tired. Let's just let everybody go home. Now, typically I did that because I wasn't prepared or I was too tired. But then I realized that, you know, people were counting on that meeting because maybe they were on the agenda to share something important. And I didn't know, but I was actually depreciating and diminishing 
my leadership by canceling things that were already on the schedule. Um, right. And so there's certain, you know, there's, there's, there's individuals that appreciate that consistency and that, and that, um, and that, you know, desire, right. To have that chance to be out in front. And I was taking that away from them. So what are, what are some of your thoughts here around, you know, chapter 10? I thought it was a really important chapter here. I didn't know those were some of my notes that I wrote myself. Maybe you guys captured something different or something else. Um, I think I just like really connected with that number two, where you listen to the complaints. I feel like that sheds a light. That's a, that sheds so much light onto different things. Um, and allows for you to kind of, if you understand that language, if you understand what like, the meaning behind the words are, you could really take it a step further. And I think from that point as well, you as a leader are allowed to, like if somebody says, you know, I don't feel like appreciated in, in my job, you know, you can take that conversation deeper. I apologize that you feel that way. You know, how can we make the situation better? Um, and going into thinking about a conversation that I had with somebody who coaches me yesterday, you know, they were asking, they're like, well, how's everything going? And I'm just like, I, to be honest, I'm like, I don't feel part of a team. I feel like everyone's just kind of out here and we all just happen to report to the same place. <laughs> and so, um, you know, with that, even though that specific coach can't do anything about it, you know, it was just that ability to just kind of like get it off your chest and you're like, okay, but you know, you're still doing everything that you can do. Um, I really am really hoping that when our, we had to plan our own PD for our staff. And so I really want to do like many things with this in our session that they can do in like little breakout things. Cause even though it's towards the end of the year, they may learn something about themselves and then it's something that they can take into the next year or how they can reflect on it with their students or something like that. And I think that that is a key thing for them to walk away with. I'd love for them to walk away from our PD, not just understanding whatever our P, what our PD about is about, which is um, how to effectively like station rotation and stuff like that, but um, being able to walk away with something else like, oh, wow, you know, maybe I connect with Tom because Tom and I are both like this, or I connect with Jenny because Jenny and I are both like this. And, you know, um, just being able to have another piece of the conversation because we're about to go into end of year testing and everybody knows that that is, that's a tough part of the year. Yeah, it is a challenge for sure. I love it. I love what you said too, right? I mean, you know, the stat was something like 79% of employees uh, who leave their job share that it's, you know, because they don't feel appreciated. I mean, 79%. And that's, you know, it just goes to the point, you know, people don't quit organizations, people quit people. So go ahead, Jenny. I, I was hoping to do something over, um, I think I had shared with you last time that I had read this book and then I, you know, stumbled upon this group and I was like, oh, great, someone to talk through it and, and guide through it with. Where I would really like to, I'd like to do some professional development with the staff um, and have everyone reflect upon their primary language of appreciation. Um, and 
And then honestly, I think that that's where we can kind of lean into how we better, like take the inventory and then figure out how we can better support one another. Um, me being well-versed in this and trying to kind of pick out what other people's appreciation, languages of appreciation are, is one component, but I can't do it alone. There's 64 people here, right? Um, and really some of the most meaningful gestures of appreciation come from their peers and their friends and their colleagues they care the very most about. And so, I mean, I'm even at the point of like, okay, what are our icons? How do we hang them outside of our doors? So somebody knows that, you know, you're the, you're the acts of service. You're the, <laughs> you know, you're the time person. Um, just so we can get to know one another in that way. Um, and, and I actually don't think it needs to wait till the beginning of next year. We don't have any turnover in our staff, really. Um, no one's leaving, everyone's staying. Um, I, I think that it could really help kind of get us through this last quarter of the year when we, we need a little pick me up. And so I'm, I'm, I'm mulling. <laughs> I know. I know. I love that. You were actually turning my wheels here. Um, you know, when I do the disc personality profile, uh, you know, we, we give a card, right? I'm a, um, I'm a D style. So this is my communication do's and don'ts. It's almost like a flavor flave type, you know, you could like wear it, you know, yeah, what a great idea. Everybody's on the same page. I've seen lots of schools, they do the colors, you know, and I don't know the colors, but that's another way, right? I think this would be awesome. And most schools have a social uh, committee, right? And they have individuals that are good at that. They could, you know, give them the book and say, hey, <clears throat> I read this book and you know, if you're going to be in charge of the social committee, I think this is a book that we all need to read and, and, and understand and then put those pieces in place. And yeah, do that Google form and get everybody's ideas and everybody's birthdays. I mean, there's just, I think those are such amazing steps that you could take. And, you know, regardless if your organization has a lot of resignation or not, right, we're moving from the great resignation to the great rebuilding, this could be a great action step for the rebuilding is to actually take the time to have an understanding of who you appreciate. We're actually just about to send out our intent to return forms. I think I'm going to change some of the questions to ask them about, hey, what is, you know, what, you know, I'm going to pull some of the, you know, questions from this book and try to get a better understanding. So over the next 90 days, we can take time and effort to show everybody how much we appreciate them. You know, uh, regardless of what they put in the Google form, it's not permanent, right? They could change their mind if they're not going to. So. Yeah, good action steps there, uh, Jenny. I really like that. And you're right. It's going to take a team of people. You can't do it alone, and nor should you. Uh, remind me. What also, thank you. Um, you know, I was, the, the whole DISC thing was new to me last yeah. time we met. Yeah. And um, so I also dug into that and uh, took the, the profile myself. And oh, good shared it with um, our leadership team and we took it together and shared out our profile and um, thank you for that. That really helped kind of guide our, our leadership team that we have at our school, yeah. our conversations in moving forward. Oh, I love um, it, yeah. They were like, oh, we knew you weren't compliant at all, but we didn't realize you were 5% compliance, you know? Yeah. So we know we need to kind of keep you in line, Jenny. And I was like, you're right, thank you. And so 
um, it was it was powerful to be able to have those conversations. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we did this with Courtney's whole staff a few years ago, and it's you know it was you know something we use all the time. It's uh, it's such a you know critical tool to get to know you. Uh, the training I did a couple hours ago was uh, conflict resolution using DISC, right? So what every personality style, how they, how they like, what's their strategy for resolving conflict, right? So again, the more that you can get to know the people that you work with, you know, the better that you're gonna be, so. Awesome, well, let's take this, let's take this in for a landing here. So my son got me a cookie, right? Because this is his, his language, he said acts of service. So I'm not gonna eat it in front of everybody, but thank you, I, I appreciate it. I'll wait till I'm done, it'll be my reward for the finishing. Okay. All right, love you, buddy. All right, so so this uh, so this last you know uh, section, how we know employee recognition isn't working, right? So I'm on page uh, one thirty uh, in in my book, right? So limitation one, the emphasis on performance, right? So not all employees are high performers, but all employees need feedback, and what a really critical important piece. And sometimes, as you know, school leaders and educational leaders, organization leaders, we don't we don't we don't give anywhere near close the level of feedback that we need to and the amount of you know feedback and you know feedback comes in many many different ways um, and I like to you know focus on the positive and have a four to one ratio um, you know positive to uh, negative or I'm sorry like a positive to a redirection um, and then the second one was missing half the team and I think this was so overwhelming most of the rewards offered are words of affirmation and tangible gifts but that's only 51 percent Right, it's only fifty-one percent. I mean, tangible gifts is only six six percent, and uh, words of appreciation forty-five. Right, so so again, you're when you don't think of the entire five languages, you know, at least four of the five, you know, you're missing half of your staff. You're missing half your staff. Quality time and tangible get or uh, quality time and acts of service, you know, being you know being the rest of the the fifty percent. Any surprises there? With those, with those first two, when you can recognize that it's not uh, working. And I think, you know, for me even, the words of affirmation miss the mark when you just say things like, good job, right? And I've tried to be recently very specific with my team on what they did that made me feel really good about their work because uh, both members of my team are C styles on a disc, right? So they like clear instructions, feeling valued and um, quality answers. And so if I can you know, specify exactly what they're doing to make our organization better, and improve customer service. I want to tell them, right? Because I believe that praise the behavior you desire to see and you'll get more of it. So. All right. Uh, not perceived as genuine. So that's another big one, right? Just, just, you know, just being very, very uh, broad with your, with your compliments, right? Or just, um, or even tone of voice, because remember body language and tone of voice are 93% of communication. So if you're trying to give thanks in a wrong tone with a poor body language, or, oh, well, gee, thanks a lot for that, you know, right? Or even in a sarcastic way, 
uh, which which I know I've done in the past, and I've you know seen other leaders do, and that certainly doesn't you know bode well. I would say that stood out to me the most when you had asked if there was anything. It was that idea of it being um, generic and impersonal. Um, you know, I, I think we've probably all been in a situation where somebody has given generic praise to you, um, you know, and you're like, that you, you don't even know what I'm really doing. And it feels devaluing because it's a keep up the great work. Your school's doing great stuff. And I you're like, what's the great stuff I'm doing? <laughs> you don't even know. You haven't been here all year. <laughs> so I, I, I can really relate to that from having felt that way. And so mm. I think you know, reflecting on that is a really great catalyst for the way in which I give that verbal appreciation to others to make sure that it's more specific yeah. um, and that it's genuine. Yeah, and that's all about raising awareness, right? Understanding that it doesn't impact me, but then starting to think about other people. I love it. That's great, Jenny. And then the last one was the significant financial cost that tangible gifts are the least appreciated with the most use. I mean, think about the amount of dollars from the federal government that has gone out to taxpayers and teachers over the last 18 months. I mean, incredible amounts of money, yet people are still leaving the jobs in droves. And it's interesting, the school that I'm in charge of, we had massive turnover October through January, 40, you know, 40%. But we get a lot of emails about, hey, I didn't get my bonus check, or this check never came. <laughs> it's just interesting, you know, to uh, think about how, you know, it's still like, you know, the fairness comes back. You know, I didn't get everything was mine, even though I didn't, you know, finish my year. And we've, you know, worked hard to make sure everybody, you know, gets that and we uh, track them down. But it, doesn't keep you working, but it certainly impacts you when you don't get it, right? You know, going back to that, you know, fairness of everybody getting, you know, the same piece. So, so out of this 45 minutes that we spent together, everybody, I mean, you know, it's always about application. So what is our action? So what's something we can apply based upon these three or four chapters that we went through in our discussion? What can we change about our practice? And what can we teach someone else? And that's always a big part. So anytime you're listening to one of our you know, podcasts or being part of our training, is always about the application piece. If you've invested the time, now you need to invest in, in the work, right? It's, good. it's that law of intentionality. It's, it's you know, motivation will, will get you going, right? <clears throat> but it's the consistency that's gonna keep you growing and, and really, really improve. So. I know for me, one thing that I would like to either apply, change, or teach is one, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to steal uh, Jenny's idea and Courtney's idea about the Google form and make sure that we're, we're doing two things. One, the school I'm in charge of, make sure we get an idea of what they think appreciation looks like. But two, also all the, all the clients we serve, I've, you know, thought about this for a while, but we've never really taken that action step to you know, collect the birthdays of our clients and, and, uh, you know, well, you know, what do they like, you know, just this past year, one of the mastermind groups that I'm a part of, we uh, received a, you know, I think it was a $200 gift card 
to a steakhouse in Raleigh, which was awesome. Yes. And uh, so we all got to go to this, you know, this, this um, four-star restaurant and have some amazing steak, as my son loved. And uh, th that was really kind of them, right, to, you know, take that time, um, you know, to do that. And so I think that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to apply that better understanding of who we're serving and making sure that we have a good list. So when, when we do do gifts or we do do, um, uh, uh, you know, appreciation type activities, we're actually, there's actually data around it rather than what, what Tom feels. So anybody else want to share an action step? I think um, if I could take anything away from it, going along that line of of what you're saying, but um, trying to figure out a way to kind of check in with, um, I guess, my leadership team to see if they feel that they're showing the staff appreciation. I don't really know how else to phrase that. Um, and And, obviously, you know, everybody's schedules are busy and things like, and, and everything comes up and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, thinking and just kind of listening to how like uh, Jenny wants to implement some things at her school and, and, and doing all of those kind of things. Um, just kind of checking in to see if, you know, maybe it's just me. Like, do I just feel like things are off or is it kind of just, is that like an overall kind of consensus with everything that's happening and just kind of figure out how to assist with changing it um, to finish out and remain positive for the last few months. Great. I love that step. How about you, Jenny? I think you have a hand in the back. Yeah. Do you want it? You want it? What are you going to apply, change, or teach based upon listening and what are you going to do differently? Oh, I need to ask you a question. Okay, well, you can ask me when we're all done. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not Zoom. I wanted to discuss something really quick. Okay, later. Not the time. Oh, awesome. Love you, though. Because <laughs> I can answer that question. No. Go, on, go ahead, Jenny. You're up. Okay. Um, I I think, I, you know, I had said that I'm going to look at my, um, just kind of what activities, what types of staff uh, focus areas that I have laid out for next year. You know, I've got the ones for this year. I'm gonna really, like I said, revise that to make sure that all of the languages of appreciation are noted. Um, but then after I said, I wanna make sure there's a balance. You had said something about, um, and I took a note here about like, how do you actually bring all four into an event, right? Yeah. So maybe the idea of like parsing them out and having them equally distributed among nine months isn't so much the idea. Maybe it's ensuring that there's adequate overlap <laughs> within that. Yeah. And so um, that's really going to be, I think, my reflection. You know, I've got like, I've got, like I said, I have it planned out for next year. I think I'm going to spend some time, the administrative assistant in our school is incredible and um, is very thoughtful and is very in tune with our staff. And I'd, I'd like to partner with her in doing that and and really just revamping kind of some of our ideas with that idea of the overlap of the languages of appreciation. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, almost think about your differentiation in a classroom, right? We're trying to get all these different learning styles. How do we take our employee appreciation to that same kind of model and, and you know, make sure, you know, so... Yes, we do food, but maybe we also do a massage and we do, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could just, you know, kind of think and build a list of the ideas through all of the five languages and see what you can kind of, um, you know, combine, right, or, or, or have. Ginny, uh, uh, remind us, what, what's the location of your school? I, I think I've asked you before, and I can't remember. Yeah, I'm based in Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay, Flagstaff, Arizona. I was just out there in Colorado uh, last oh. week. It was it was beautiful. So Flagstaff, awesome. Yeah, we're a little we're a mini Colorado in Flags in Arizona. Yeah, we're up in the mountains. All right, love it, love it. My son thinks Arizona is amazing. That's why you've never been there. One day, we'll take you out there soon. So yes. awesome. Yes. So so if you're listening to our podcast, Matthew, do you want to tell everybody what they need to do? If you're listening on the the uh, replay on the podcast, make sure you do what subscribe that's what i was gonna say make sure you subscribe make sure you share that's right he's always all me about that so if you are listening everybody and and you're not a subscriber can you make me be like a little bit of a cooler dad and hit the subscribe button or hit the like button or you know, give us some feedback we love it and uh right now we're scheduled for next week i think at the same time i have a board meeting that night so i may need to shift a little bit so i'll let you guys know um ahead of time uh, but we got two more two more sessions left, I think, with this book. So thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. And thanks, most importantly, for being such great contributors. And I know all of the input that you provided is going to impact, you know, uh, school leaders across the globe. So anyway, oh, well, you enjoy. The county or the country? Hopefully the country, right? Country. Country. I was typing fast. <laughs> Where are you traveling to? Uh, to Belize. Oh, well, you enjoy that. We will, we will miss you, you for sure. Well, maybe we'll just, you know, skip next week and we'll wait till you uh, come back. So awesome. Let me know. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Courtney. You have a good one. And uh, I believe in all of you, everybody. I believe in your dreams. So keep raising your awareness and we'll keep making a difference. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Principal's Office Podcast. I hope it added value to you. Uh, if it has, make sure you share it out. Subscribe and rate. Uh, the principal's office podcast and you know let us know how we're doing even if it's a bad comment it's okay i can take it i need feedback i crave feedback hey real quick a lot of leaders ask me hey tom you know do you have a resource for you know assessing your school i'm about to do some some short and long-term planning and and the answer is yes uh, right now if you go to our webpage at lbleaders.com at the very top you can click on and take our 10 indicators of high performing schools assessment 10 indicators of high performing schools it'll take you less than 10 minutes take it through it's a self-assessment and as soon as you're done it'll send you your score right to your inbox and here's what I would encourage you to do share it with all of your administration uh, team and have everybody take it it's completely free and you're each going to get a printout of your individual results sit down as a team and take a look at the indicators and 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 have a conversation around why everybody rated what score and what is the best part is once you finish your assessment you're going to also receive a a short teaching video on each of the 10 indicators and a free resource that's going to help you begin to immediately improve your school so if you want that Go to our website at lbleaders.com or look for the link that's right here in this uh, podcast episode and quickly take the test. In less than 10 minutes, you'll have results. Thanks, everybody, for always adding value to me and allowing me to live out my purpose. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, raising your awareness.